Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. I know you're paying attention to global events. Wars bubbling up everywhere. Countries are buying and hoarding mass amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our heads in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. You know, your house smells. Don't get mad. Don't get mad. My house smells too. I'm not, I'm not indicting you. I'm sure you keep a clean home, but just time means you're going to acquire smells, whether those are cooking smells that get in your paint, your carpet. Maybe they're animal smells. Maybe you're a smoker or someone else was. Just living creates smells. I didn't realize that my home had a smell to it until I got my first Eden Pure Thunderstorm, the greatest air purifier I've ever, ever owned in my life. This thing, I had it plugged in for two hours. I came back in the room and my air smelled so clean. I now own three of them. I'm not making that up. This thing has absolutely changed me on top of what it's done for my allergies. Go get one. Get two. Be like me and get three. Go to EdenPureDeals.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE. That gets you 10 bucks off and free shipping. EdenPureDeals.com. Promo code JESSE. This is the Jesse Kelly Show.
Maybe we should have opened the show with the song Fortunate Son today because we are going to Vietnam. Oh, we're going other places too. There is there's a jaw-dropping poll out there about the issues voters care about. The issues you care about versus the issues the communists care about. And you know how I'm always going off about this national divorce thing that we need to have? Man, is my point reinforced today. We will get to that. You can hear it right there. I do my own sound effects for the show. You can get to that. The GOP civil war that's making people uncomfortable. I'll tell you why it's a great thing. We have a stripper protest. Not even making that up. But first, let's go back to 1969. We are in Vietnam. And here is the situation on the ground. We now have Richard Nixon as president, newly elected President Nixon, tricky dick. He is in a situation and not a great situation at all. And this is, this is pre-scandal and all that stuff. The Vietnam situation was simply a nightmare. It was a nightmare for LBJ. It was a nightmare for Nixon. It had already been going on a while. It was going to go on a while after this. And really the story of Vietnam, the true story, if you want to understand Vietnam, even though we're not doing the war as a whole today, you can never do that, is it's a story of commitment. Differences in commitment. That's what it was. The North Vietnamese had a certain level of commitment. The South Vietnamese had a certain level of commitment. The American soldier had a certain level of commitment. The politicians had a certain level of commitment back home. The American public had a certain level of commitment, and that's going to come into play here. And here's the thing about that certain level of commitment all those people had. It was all different. It was all different. Everybody was not pulling the same direction in this war. And this was, this was how we were conducting it. We, because there was a guerrilla force, remember the Viet Cong and NVA were two different things. I know if you're a Vietnam freak, which you might be, you're probably rolling your eyes and saying, thank you, Captain Obvious. But I realize a lot of people don't know this stuff. The NVA, the North Vietnamese Army, was simply that, the North Vietnamese Regular Army. They were up north, they were a regular force, you know, artillery, so on and so forth. The Viet Cong were something else entirely. The Viet Cong were in South Vietnam. They were the guerrilla force. They were the one people think about all the time, the man in the black pajamas, spider holes and tunnels and things, booby traps and and torture and all that, that was the Viet Cong. The more untrained, more poor guerrilla force, but fierce fighters who'd really just got done doing it to the French. Experienced. These were not not idiots at all. So when we got to Vietnam, and remember, this is our war on communism. We're trying to stop the spread of communism. We get to Vietnam And look, we're here to stop communism, right? 
We're here to help South Vietnam hold off the dirty commies in North Vietnam. That's what we're here for. Shouldn't be a problem. It shouldn't be a problem, should it? Except half, half of South Vietnam didn't want to hold off the commies in North Vietnam. And the American people, for a lot of different reasons, they simply were not willing to sacrifice American lives on any kind of a grand scale for Vietnam. Prior to Vietnam, Americans didn't know where Vietnam was. Period. They just did not. It was not something. You don't care about foreign policy. That's why I don't talk that much about it. And I'll be honest, I'm the same way. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll hit the hit. I'll hit the big ones, like like always. I'll hit the big ones. But people care about their own backyard. You don't care about what's going on in Qatar. I had Dave Reboy, my good buddy Dave Reboy, on my TV show last night, and he just wrote this fascinating book about uh, Qatar and the Islamist influence here in America coming from Qatar, and it was totally fascinating. But I had to say, Dave, how many people even know where this place is? He said, oh, none. Could you find Qatar on a map? I even looked it up yesterday. I'm not sure if you handed me a blank map, I could find it exactly again. It's just a fact. Americans didn't care about Vietnam. And if we're going to go to Vietnam, it's going to be the, oh, okay, let's go, let's go slap around some tiny Asian dudes. This will be easy. I'm fine with being there as long as, I mean, nobody gets hurt but them. And then our guys start getting hurt because, you see, there were various levels of commitment. The communists in North Vietnam were very, very committed. They were very, very committed. And... There's simply not, as we have found out for 20 years now in Afghanistan, there's not a way to casually walk into someone else's homeland and assert your authority. Either you go in with some force all the way, or you don't go in at all. We've had this talk a thousand times on the show. I'll repeat it a thousand more times. When you're defending your homeland, you fight differently than when you're walking into somebody else's. If you're standing on the sidewalk and there's a dude with a machete in front of you and he wants past you and behind you is really nothing, how hard are you going to fight that guy? Maybe you will, maybe you won't. It can go by, it's fine. If that same situation happens and your wife and kids are behind you, you're going to fight until you die. When you're defending your homeland, that's how you fight. And so we decided we were simply going to start stacking bodies and grade the war that way. It became a war of, well, what are the death counts? Well, we killed way more of them than they killed of us. And that was another way they were, one, they were calling that a win in the war, and two, that's how they were selling it to an American public who didn't want our guys coming home torn to bits like that. And our guys, this is why it ticks me off so bad, our guys over there who fought were lions, absolute lions, all the way committed, all the way committed. Their commanders weren't, the politicians weren't. We just sold them down the river. And so it becomes a war, like I said, of, well, yeah, we lost, uh, we lost 50 guys today, but we killed 300 of them. Look at that. We're winning. But when you're in a war like that against communists, communists don't stop. 
And communists don't quit until you make them quit. And this is what we were running into. The communists would take over an area, infiltrate in an area, attack a certain area. And we would, because we were the far superior fighting force, don't ever let anyone tell you otherwise. I mean, but look, uh, two, every time we got in a big fight, we were kicking the crap out of them. So, so we would move into that area and bomb it and napalm it and send our highly trained dudes in and we'd smack them around and clear out the area. Only they didn't quit. They just move areas. That's all. They just move areas. So now that brings us to where we are now in the story. It's 1969. What's happening is the Ho Chi Minh Trail is a problem. And I know you've probably heard of the Ho Chi Minh Trail. I need you to understand this. It wasn't a trail. What was the Ho Chi Minh Trail? Well, I'll break that down for you in a second. And wow. These poll numbers on what the different sides care about. Yikes. Hang on. The Jesse Kelly Show. Subscribe wherever you find podcasts. Super Beats Heart Chews. They combine non-GMO beets with grape seed extract. And listen, grape seed extract, the one used in Super Beats Chews, it's been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. So let me ask you, are you doing the little things for your heart and your blood pressure? You're probably doing something, right? Trying to eat a little better, work out a little more. Why in the world would you not add two great-tasting Super Beats heart chews and get maximum benefit for the work you're putting in? There's nothing easier you can do for your heart and blood pressure than Super Beats heart chews. That's why I do it. And yeah, they also taste really good too. That helps. Go to GetSuperBeats.com slash Jesse. That's GetSuperBeats.com slash Jesse. When you buy two bags, they throw in the third for free. The Jesse Kelly Show. The GOP Civil War. Why it's a good thing. I will explain that in just a few. But first, the Ho Chi Minh Trail. It wasn't a trail. It wasn't even multiple trails. Well, it was, but here's what it was. It was simply a way the North would haul gear and men down south to fight the Americans. If you look at Vietnam, there are countries bordering Vietnam, like Laos, and the North Vietnamese, because we weren't supposed to be attacking Laos, would duck into Laos and hump down the Laos side and then pop their way into South Vietnam and attack us. That was the Ho Chi Minh Trail. And what happened was we would find it in the places we could, 
They would usually haul at night because during the day they knew it was death. The North Vietnamese would usually just only move anywhere at night because we would bomb the heck out of them during the day. And eventually we would find whatever trail they were using, we would bomb it. And then the North Vietnamese, remember these are communist people, would simply order their citizens to rebuild it somewhere else or sometimes right there. And they would rebuild it as fast as we could blow the daggone thing up. And we start having major problems in a place called the Ashao Valley. Don't worry about remembering the name. All these names are tough to remember. All you need to know about the Ashao Valley is you can picture North Vietnam, right? And you can picture South Vietnam. The Ashao Valley was in the northwestern part of South Vietnam. And it was exactly what I was just telling you about. It was a place where the Ho Chi Minh Trail came out of Laos and popped into South Vietnam and the North Vietnamese were moving in there in mass. They were stacking up forces there, pushing people around there. And we decided we were going to do something called operation Apache snow. And the operation was simply let's go to the Ashao Valley and crush the North Vietnamese there. And You need to understand the desperation on behalf of the American generals and politicians, too. By 1969, I mean, not that it was ever popular, but by 1969, this war is very, very, very unpopular. And this is in America, keep in mind, that had only ever known wins. And, I mean, huge, cool wins, too. This is the uh, think how many people were alive during World War II were still alive during Vietnam. Think about think about what it would have been like to be an American alive in World War II, opening up the newspaper every day about a battle in Iwo Jima and the Battle of the Bulge and American victory, the the, the glorious victories you've been part of, and even Korea. You go take on 9 trillion Chinese people in North Korea and win. It's a great win. The Americans had only ever known things like that. And we get to Vietnam and there aren't big wins. Because the North Vietnamese won't let you have big wins. They tried some of that early on. Well, we'll take on these Americans. And we kept just stomping them into the ground. So now they would just melt away. And you never, ever, ever... As a general, as a politician, you never got to step up to the microphone and tell the American people, look at this big win. What's a win? Well, you killed a couple hundred North Vietnamese. That's not going to wake any American up. It's not going to get anybody cheering. They thought they could get a big win out of here. Only the North Vietnamese... We're very, very, very good at some things. And one of the things they were very good at, like I just said, was melting away. No need to take us on. But they were also good at recognizing an opportunity. And there was a hill in the Ashao Valley. You can go look at it to this day. From what I understand, I think it's a tourist attraction to this day. Called Hill 937. And this large hill with various fingers coming out the top of it. Double, triple canopy jungle was simply a natural fortress. 
And the North Vietnamese recognized, okay, the Americans are coming. They're coming to this hill, no doubt, because it was the best position to have in all the valley. What if we don't retreat this time? What if we make this thing a fortress and try to murder as many Americans as we possibly can here? And so they begin. And when, when the Vietnamese dug in, it was fascinating, mainly because of their spider holes and their tunnel systems. You know what a bunker is. I don't have to explain to you what a bunker is. A spider hole is simply a hole in the ground. You can call it four feet deep if you want. That's probably fair. Sometimes less than that because the Vietnamese were so small. Well, I guess are so small. And a Vietnamese soldier or store a couple of them would crouch down in this spider hole. It's completely hidden. It is camouflaged well. You would walk by it. You'd walk over it a thousand times without knowing it was there. They wait until the Americans are distracted by something else, pop out of the spider hole, pop, 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 either take a couple shots at them with a sniper rifle or a machine gun, oftentimes hitting one of our guys, sometimes killing one of our guys, then dropping right back in, closing the top of the hole, and you don't even know where they came from. It simply came from nowhere. It was a nightmare. And that, that wasn't even the worst of it. The worst of it were the tunnels. I have done a show a long time ago. I'll do other ones in the future about the tunnel rats with the Vietnamese tunnels. But the Vietnamese tunnels were absolutely horrific. Horrific. They couldn't hardly find any of the tunnel rats, the guys we sent down into the tunnels, you know, to kill these guys. They couldn't hardly find any of them who would speak about it after the war. That's why there aren't many stories about it. They couldn't find anyone to speak about it. I want you, I want you to picture this moment. Because real Americans went through this, and I want you to picture this. There's a hole in the ground. It leads down into a tunnel. You, as an American, have to go down and clear that tunnel out because you think it's a long, intricate tunnel system. And they were intricate systems. And when I say intricate, I mean this. One, they were curved. Don't think you're going to go down and look down a hall. They were curved specifically so we couldn't see down them, so we couldn't shoot down them. Otherwise, you just point a machine gun down there and spray the whole daggone thing down. They were elaborate. There were sleeping quarters in them, underground. Hospitals, underground. There were booby traps. And yes, the most horrific Indiana Jones booby traps you can imagine, and they were real. We're talking the kind that have a deadly poisonous snake putting a nail through its tail, having it sit there on a board that would fall down if you came around it, and now you have a poisonous snake snapping at everything. Guys died like this. Even worse booby traps than that, too. Even worse presence than that, I guess I should call it, because that's what a lot of the North Vietnamese called them. They would have little pits for people with the little punji sticks on them. You would be crawling. You wouldn't see that it was a giveaway floor. It would give away. They would drop poisonous spiders on top of you. They'd keep going. No, Chris has got the shivers over there. This, this, they would drop uh, little trip wires with grenades in there. And do you have any idea what it would do to the human body to set off a grenade in a tiny little tunnel 
and you're sitting there right by it, you're gone. And wait, the tunnels actually get worse than that. I have a story that's going to be a bit gruesome, but you need to hear it. And then we'll finish our tale. Hang on. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Oh, yes. We have a stripper protest. Go get them, ladies. I'll go into that in a little while. But first, back to the tunnels. I told you this is going to be a gruesome story. It is a real story. I tell you this story so you will have a new level of respect for the Americans who went down into these tunnels. Understand, when you went down into the tunnel, oftentimes you did not even bring a flashlight with you. Why? They can see the flashlight, too. Oftentimes, you would bring a special pistol, a lower caliber pistol, because a higher caliber would blow out your eardrums. There were some tunnel rats who did not believe in bringing a pistol at all. Yes, I'm being serious. There are men who went down into dark tunnels with booby traps everywhere with nothing but a knife. That is, that is a level of bravery that is not... That's not human. I I don't know how people did that. And maybe that's just because I'm not a big claustrophobic on my shoulders guy. I I, I don't know how they did that. And the tunnels, not only, I already told you, they had sleeping quarters and hospitals. The tunnels had levels to them. That's right. You can go down a tunnel and it'll have another hole or a door that'll take you down to another level. Or you'll keep going and you'll see a door above you that will go up to another level. And they were always trying to make your life miserable and kill you. And there is one story from this tunnel rat book I read. And the story was this. Two Americans went down. One of them was going up through one of those doors. And apparently this was a trick the Vietnamese would do quite often. There was a Viet Cong gorilla up above the level. He was on the level above. 
The American pops his head through to look. The Vietnamese dude stabs him in the throat with a bamboo stick, but then doesn't pull the stick out, doesn't finish him off, leaves him there because now there's a stick in his neck and he can't pull his head back down through the hole. And there's not enough room for his friend to get by him and remove the stick to pull his head back down through the hole. That's right. You want to picture the worst experience in the history of mankind? Be stabbed in the neck in the pitch black with no way to get out in a Vietnamese tunnel. I told you that so you understood. It was understood. These tunnels were a living hell. And the Vietnamese were masters at them. And they had them dug in all over Hill 937. And because our politicians didn't have any idea what they were doing, they decided there was a humane way to fight the jungle communists. They stopped letting Americans use flamethrowers in the tunnels. Yeah, it was bad. And remember, the tunnels were curved anyway, so you couldn't use grenades, you couldn't use machine guns, and simply you wouldn't get enough blast out of it. Either you flamethrow them or nothing. It was bad. So we get to this hill, and we start fighting our way up the hill through the double and triple canopy jungle. And we're getting a lot of of the little gorilla attacks, little sniper shot here. Like I said, they pop out of the uh, spider holes, a little brief contact there. But we don't have a good idea of how many Vietnamese are there. Remember, this is double and triple canopy jungle. You can't just magically snap your fingers and know how many people were in an area. You have to see them, either on the ground or by air, and we couldn't do either of those things. We think this is only going to take a couple days to take this hill. Except it didn't. We're fighting our way up and fighting our way up. And it's not that bad, but it's very slow going because of the jungle. And you have to make sure you clear out every tunnel and bunker you come to. Because you can't let these people pop up behind you. Which the Vietnamese would often do. And then one night. You see... Communists have always been and are currently very, very, very good at propaganda, making a statement, pushing out some kind of message. They just always are. And you know what they did one night after we're there for a few days? We still think there are only a few NVA here in this place. One night at the same time, they decided to, to light a bunch of campfires on the mountains. And here we are at the bottom of the hill. And we look up, and there are three concentric rings going up the mountain of fires all the way around the top. Tell me that wouldn't be the creepiest thing you've ever seen in your life. And now the Americans know they're dug in. And they weren't just dug in up there. The North Vietnamese were committed to making us die here. They dug in with their best troops, their crack troops, and we were only a mile from the Laos border. They kept bringing in more troops as the fighting then began, having been in the jungle. I've never fought in the jungle before, but I've been in it, triple canopy jungle in Thailand. In peacetime, with nobody trying to kill you, one, the jungle can kill you, two, it's creepy. In peacetime, in an ally country, 
doing practice. We're just practicing out there. Basic training. The jungle is creepy. You can't see. You just can't see. Everything's so dense and thick you can't make anything out. It stinks, too, because the sun doesn't get all the way down to, to dry out all the stuff that falls on the ground. So it's always animals and leaves and stuff rotting on the floor. It stinks. I'll never forget how bad it stinks. We start having to fight our way through the top. We are napalming them, artillery. We're doing everything we can, but they're dug in as much as humanly possible, and they're not doing what they normally did, which is pull back. They're reinforcing. They're killing us. This is, in case any of this sounds familiar, this is actually known as Hamburger Hill because one guy on the ground said, they're chopping us into hamburger here. And he actually put up a sign that said Hamburger Hill and stuck it on a tree. And that's actually what it's known as. Now, they made a movie about it. I never saw it. I heard it was good. I don't know. I can't testify to that. But we fought our way through the jungle and fought our way through the jungle. And as we're inching forward, and some of the frontline units are taking 70% casualties, we're inching forward and inching forward and inching forward. One of the main things, and this will always stay with me if you look into the Battle of Hamburger Hill, one of the main things that stuck with me was the huge concern of the American generals on top of the loss of life of their guys was the reporters. We had reporters with us. Reporters with us. And reporters are sitting there watching every single American body bag that comes out with a look of joy on their face, probably not all the time, but with a look of joy on their face of, oh, this is going to really make people mad when I report on this back home. Stoking the flames and stoking the flames and stoking the flames. And why? Because the American public was not committed to winning this war. And the reporters knew it. And I'm not blaming the American public for that either. But that is a fact. The truth is it took us 10 days, 10 days to take Hill 937, Hamburger Hill. We took it, lost all these guys, thankfully killed more of them than of us. And then less than two weeks later, we abandoned the hill. And I said in the beginning, the Vietnam War was about commitment. The North Vietnamese were committed all the way. The Viet Cong were committed all the way. Our guys on the ground committed all the way. But you know why there's only one Vietnam now? I'll tell you why in just a second, and then we'll get to these poll numbers. Wow. Hang on. Jesse Kelly. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and catch the bus. Text and miss your stop. Wait, 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 wait. Text and be late to work. Sorry, I'm late. Text and work. Text and pretend to work. Text and act surprised when someone calls you out for not working. <clears throat> Who, me? Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. 
text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Ugh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Eight seven seven three seven seven four three seven three. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. The Vietnam War was a question about commitment. And the truth is this. We weren't, as a nation, committed to winning it. They were all the way committed to winning it. And we did our guys who went over there and fought in it a disservice by sending them. There is not an easy, half-hearted, half-in way to defeat communists. There's not. It's never been done. Their mentality is too aggressive, too dominating. They're never going to wake up one day and say, I've had enough. That's not how they think. That's not how they operate. If you're going to fight it half-hearted, don't fight it at all. We got this voicemail, and I'll tell you, I've been brewing on it because it brings up some great points. And I'll, I'll, here, you know what? Play it, Chris. Jesse, good morning. Listen to one of your episodes. You were talking about using different products. I mean, not products, but you know, not supporting companies that support communism, etc. And you had a woman on talking about the same thing. It was the Nero Show. That being said, who do you suggest? We get our internet through or, you know, your cell phone service through. Like, you know, Tucker Carlson last night exposing AT&T. One of the, co- the company that I work for and companies that I have worked for, all my managers have been left-wing nutsos. And, you know, they hide it, but they don't have to hide it now. I have no idea what list of, you know, internet providers. You know, my, we unsubscribe from Disney+. Plus. Uh, we don't do Netflix. Well, I, I cancel my Amazon Prime. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of out there. I mean, I was, I, you know, I canceled cable back in the early, you know, 2008, 2009. So I'm an earlier adopter, which a lot of times means I end up getting the short end of the stick. But it would be nice if I saw, like, a list of companies on your website. Anyway, love your show. First of all, thank you for the call. Thank you for the voicemail, 877-377-4373. You can call live or leave a voicemail. It's fine. Jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Send your love, send your hate, send your death threats, send your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. It's Thursday. That is tomorrow. We're going to have a blast. But as far as getting up a list of companies, I actually love that idea. I love putting together a list of companies and putting it on the website. Not necessarily a list where you shouldn't go. I already read off that long list the other day. Here's a list of companies you can trust. I love the idea of it. Here's something that holds me back from it. The second I put up a list of companies, I am making those companies a target for the leftists, for the communists. As soon as I put up the list, 
than these companies who probably just want to be left alone. You know, they may not even be hardcore right-wing companies. They may just want to be left alone. Once I put up the list, the communists come for them. That's how it works. What? These guys haven't bowed at the communist altar yet? No. So let me brew on that. But like I said, there's not a half-hearted way to do this. This is a war of commitment. How committed are you? Here's how committed they are. This is a poll. This is the top concerns. Top concerns of Republicans versus Democrats. versus And understand, when I say Democrats, I'm talking about the communists today. Because uh, we don't have many Democrats left except for the older ones. But I saw these numbers come out on what people actually care about in the different parties. And boy, do we need a national divorce. Here are the issues that Republicans care about according to this latest poll. Most concerned, illegal immigration. Lack of police support. High taxes. Liberal bias in the mainstream media. General moral decline of the country. Socialism. Antifa violence, and China. There are more on there, but those in general are the top ones Republicans are concerned about. You hear me? High taxes, immigration, so on and so forth. Yeah? Now, these are the ones Democrats are concerned about. And then let me ask you, are we going to get this band back together? Here's the Democrat list. Their number one concern, Donald Trump's supporters. Their number two concern, white nationalism. Their number three concern, systemic racism. Four, gun violence. Five, Americans lacking health coverage. And six, domestic terrorism. Seven's police brutality. Why do we live in the same country? I really mean that. You know, it's a consistent thing I talk about. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? And it's not as if I'm pro-divorce or something like that in your own personal life. I I don't judge anybody, whatever. But this is the husband wants to live in the suburbs and go to work every day and manage his money well. And the wife wants to travel the world while doing heroin. We're two different people. We don't have slight opposites. You know, well, we could work on this. There's no middle ground there. There's no middle ground there. Hang on, I'm not done. You don't have to dip forever. You know that, right? You don't have to smoke forever. And the reason I say it like that is I have been that guy. I, I've been that guy. I dipped for so long. And what would happen is I would decide I'm going to quit. Oh, that's bad for me. I'm going to quit. I'm a man. I don't need any help. I'm just going to quit cold turkey. And I would fail time and time and time again. I tried things like the patch. That didn't work. Gum, sunflower seeds. I, I tried it all. It's just a matter of finding the right thing to help you quit. That's Jake's Mint Chew. Go, put in your dip. Just make sure it's Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free. 
It's nicotine free. It's even sugar free. And I highly recommend just a personal choice. I highly recommend their CBD pouches because it really helps take that extra edge off. Get a jakesmintchew.com. That's jakesmintchew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE at checkout. When you do that, you get 10% off. Hollywood is under siege from external forces. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover. Brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash jesse. Born on America's darkest day of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been helping America's heroes ever since. When a first responder or military service member doesn't come home and young children are left behind, Tunnel to Towers pays the mortgage on the family home to lift the financial burden. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to move around their homes more independently. Through the Foundation's Homeless Veteran Program, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing and services to homeless veterans because all veterans who served honorably, whether in peacetime or war, deserve our nation's gratitude. People who put their lives on the line for our country and our communities need your help now more than ever. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good and never forget 9-11 or the sacrifices of this country's heroes. Donate $11 a month at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T. Org. Jesse Kelly here. If you're in a situation where you feel threatened, instinct may drive you to reach for lethal means immediately. But we all want to avoid the irreversible consequences of deadly force. Enter the Berna Less Lethal Pistol Launcher, equipped with tear gas and kinetic ammo to incapacitate an attacker for up to 40 minutes. It's legal in all 50 states, requires no background checks, and can be shipped right to your door. Visit Berna.com slash Jesse now for an exclusive 10% discount. The 2024 election is upon us, and now is the time to fight back against the war on masculinity in American society today. Thankfully, the patriots at Chalk, C-H-O-Q, are here to help real American men maximize their masculinity by boosting testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. I've been taking a male vitality stack from Chalk for like three years now. It is incredible. They are here to help make American men strong again. Testosterone testosterone fueled again maximize your masculinity today at choq.com use the code jesse for a massive discount on any chalk subscription for life choq.com code jesse limited time offer subscription cancelable at any time